0: to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit in 10 minutescom
1: Today Wendy and I are coming to you from Berlin. We're just here for a few days, just for a short trip as part of a mini family reunion. And we've already talked about Berlin on the podcast before. We talked about how we've been here and it snowed a couple of times. Uh, We didn't get any snow this time, even though it was winter. So your streak, Wendy, has come to an end.
0: Yeah, and I'm sad about that. I have to say I was hoping for snow. And we had been watching the forecast in the days leading up to our departure for Berlin, and it had been snowing previously before we arrived. So I was hopeful that it was going to snow, but it didn't. And it hasn't actually been all that cold. It's been like nine or 10 degrees Celsius. So really not anywhere close to being cold enough for it to snow. But still colder than Lisbon, where we were, where we normally live. And so it's nice because it's Christmas, it's the holiday season. And so it's nice to be in cold weather and, you know, to see all the Christmas decorations and Christmas markets and things like that.
1: And we've been to Berlin a couple of times before. And so we've done a lot of the major tourist things that, that are on offer here in Berlin. And so this time we decided to do something a little bit different. We took a walking tour a couple of days ago, and it's called Alternative Berlin. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't take you to the Brandenburg Gate and the Reichstag and all of these popular tourist spots. It's a completely different kind of tour. And really, we didn't have any idea what it was going to be like. We just saw, okay, Alternative Berlin, and we said, all right, let's sign up and let's do it and see what it's all about. Mm -hmm. So it takes you into part of the old East Berlin and part of the old West Berlin. Uh, one of the big focuses of it is graffiti. And yeah. this doesn't sound like something that's really that interesting. I mean, I don't like graffiti, really. Um, but it was quite fascinating to see that there is a kind of culture behind it here, and perhaps everywhere else as well, but especially here, I think. So we learned a lot about graffiti, and that was actually quite interesting.
0: Yeah, and about graffiti and also street art, and we talked a lot, or the guide talked a lot on the tour about the difference between graffiti and street art, which is not always clear-cut. It's not always obvious if something is art or if it's an eyesore, you know, something that is just vandalism and and needs to be gotten rid of.
1: Right. And there was even one point where he was giving the point of view of some of the graffiti artists responding to that idea that what they are doing is an eyesore. And part of their answer to that was that certain things that aren't usually considered eyesores are for them that are in the city. For example, McDonald's signs Mm -hmm. or BMW signs or different corporate logos that are all over the city as they are in other cities. And they were saying, well, for us, that's an eyesore and our graffiti is not.
0: Yeah, and it's a good point that, you know, we are constantly surrounded by this advertising more and more so all the time. And we never asked for that. You know, no one ever asked for our permission, if that was okay, to put that in our face all the time. Uh, So, you know, they're saying it's the same thing. Us putting our tag on the side of the building is no different than BMW putting its advertisement on the side of the building.
1: And so if you haven't been to Berlin, you might think that because Germany is the powerhouse Uh, economy of the European Union and because Berlin is the capital of Germany therefore it would be a very affluent city a very wealthy city and it would perhaps look quite nice and pretty everywhere it's not really like that at all Mm -hmm. and the graffiti is a great example of that because the graffiti is everywhere Mm -hmm. Um, and so you do see it in both parts of the city and and like I said there really is a, a culture behind it and I thought it was interesting that our guide Jason mentioned some of the things about the code of graffiti for example the the first person to put graffiti on a particular wall will choose a a spot and this is called the heaven spot I think the kind of best place to put your graffiti and then there's a kind of respect given to that person for that so the people who come and put graffiti on the same wall later there they won't cover over that original piece as kind of an unwritten law of graffiti but then if they put something on the very bottom of the wall then someone else can just come and paint over that and there's no problem with that but the first person to do it their graffiti gets to stand the test of time and gets to stay up for years and in some cases decades and nobody will touch it as a sign of respect so just things like that i thought were quite interesting
0: yeah it was something that i didn't know anything about and you know, to be honest, didn't have that much respect for. I'd never really looked at graffiti in a way that, you know, it de- is something that deserved respect. So yeah, it was interesting to hear about it from that point of view.
1: And because you do see a lot of graffiti in Berlin especially, yeah, it just gives a different perspective for us now when we walk past and see it. We recognise now some of the different signs or some of the individual artists who have done it and and things like that. So that was definitely one of the um, focuses of the tour early on. One of the things that was interesting as well was that you have this impression perhaps that the old east berlin would be the least affluent least wealthy part and then west berlin would be the opposite and i think obviously now the lines have blurred a bit um being that now the city has been reunified for the last uh well since 1990 now since 1989 1990 so for nearly 30 years um and that was interesting as well that he mentioned when the city was united What happened was that all of these people in West Berlin who had a bit more money realized that there were some really nice suburbs in East Berlin and then they started moving to those areas and those places were quite cheap. But then that eventually put the price up and there was a kind of exodus from West Berlin and then people then started to move back to West Berlin and then the prices had gone down there, then they went back up and so there's this constant shifting between the two parts of the city.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But then eventually we did go back into West Berlin. And I thought that was um, perhaps the most interesting part of the tour that we saw some very poor areas in West Berlin as well.
0: Yeah, uh, we saw areas. Well, we went to the area known as Kreuzberg in particular, and it's a place where lots of immigrants have ended up, particularly immigrants of Turkish orig- origin who have been in Berlin and in Germany for many decades now. And then more recently, you have refugees from Syria and from other. Conflicts in the Middle East. So it's a very cosmopolitan area of Berlin and also was kind of the heart of the counterculture, the, you know, hippie and punk cultures in the 70s and 80s. And now it's become a bit gentrified, but you do still see a lot of that there. And Berlin is really a place where you have lots of different cultures and um, different people following different walks of life who are all living here in the city together.
1: And we saw one building in particular, which is a very large building, and Jason had told us that there were people squatting in the building um and he said I, I think he said that it was maybe semi-officialized now that they might be paying some kind of rent of, of, of some sort it's almost like um what we saw in johannesburg with the hijacked buildings perhaps mm. uh, something along along those lines um but they're very poor there are some very poor living conditions for some people and there are other people who are living in Uh, vehicles i guess in a kind of uh, trailer park
0: yeah like living in caravans and other you know small kind of dilapidated mobile homes and things like that types of vehicles that you could move and you know park it on this piece of land and so a bunch of people have parked their caravans and mobile homes all on the same patch of land and they've been living there squatting on this land essentially for a long time now
1: Yeah, and so I just thought that was one of the most fascinating things was that the dividing line of the wall, which you can still see because in a lot of places they've marked where the wall was, um, and so I think it's important for people to know where it was, Um, but yeah, those lines have blurred and and now the city is still trying to put itself back together, uh, coming from two cities and merging itself into one city, Um, but you have these Different changes happening in these different neighborhoods, and and yeah, it's no longer uh, clear cut. What what is east, or what does that mean, and what is west, and what does that mean?
0: Yeah, that's very true. And for some reason, I thought that the east would be the uglier part of the city, but I found that that's not true at all. I imagined that it would be, you know, Soviet style. Um, ugly concrete blocks of, of high-rises and ugly apartment buildings. But actually, because West Berlin was bombed so heavily, you have not that much old architecture left on the west side, whereas you do have some on the east side. Uh, for example, in the neighborhood where we've been staying, which is called Prince Lauerberg, you have quite a few old buildings that have survived here. And I find it to be the more attractive side because I prefer old architecture as opposed to modern architecture
1: yeah so do i and so yeah it was just an interesting walk throughout various districts of berlin that we might not have been to otherwise and uh, we learned a lot and, and found it quite interesting
0: definitely thanks for listening to english in 10 minutes to download a worksheet for this episode including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit englishin10minutes.com.